0: Second Samuel is just a continuation of 1 Samuel. Remember that the two books used to be one, and they are written to bridge the gap between when Israel was led by judges, and now they are being led by a king. In this book, um, we're going to pick up with both Saul and Jonathan are dead, and another son of Saul, Ishmael is going to wish to be king. David's eventually going to emerge as the king and unite the nation. There's going to be a renewed concern for legitimate worship. And David is going to be presented as a king who has real struggles. He has moral failures. He has family turmoil. All of these issues are going to be present. The chronicler in the book of Chronicles is going to downplay all of those issues, but they're going to be very present here in 1 Samuel. Second Samuel. The book divides easily into four real sections. The first one, chapters 1 through 4, is the struggle for control. Chapters 5 through 10, David solidifies and centralizes his control. Um, 11 through 20, David and his sins, and there's the suffering that comes as a result of that. And then chapters 21 through 26 are the conclusions. So let's pick up with chapter one. We see David mourning for Saul. Um, we can wonder whether or not he's really that sad that his enemy who was trying to kill him is dead. He probably was. Um, he was probably torn, may have had some pity for Saul, but also he's very shrewd. He knows that he needs to be seen mourning for the death of the king. It will help people uh, move on and embrace him. The messenger who brings the news embellishes the report in hopes of finding favor, and it really doesn't work out well for him. The song of the bow that we have present in this chapter was unlikely to be composed at this moment. It was probably inserted later, Um But David is choosing to honor someone that he could have hated. In verse 18, it references the book of Jasher. That would be another writing, another set of tales that has not made it into Scripture. And the only other place it is referenced in Scripture is in Joshua chapter 10. In chapter 2, we see that David is anointed the king of Judah, whereas Ishmael is anointed the king of Israel. Saul's general Abner is going to endorse Ishmael. David's going to rule for seven years and six months at Hebron as the king of Judah. Ishmael is going to rule two years in Mahanaim. There's going to be two more years of struggle and then five more years before David moves the capital to Jerusalem. Gibeon is a disputed area between Hebron and Mahanaim, um, so that's why they're battling for it. It's in between the two capitals. Who's going to get control of it? Joab is David's cousin and his commander. He's his Abner. Um, The contest here really seems pointless, um, but personally avenging the killing of a family member was part of the ancient justice system. But it almost leads to a civil war. But a speech by Abner is going to diffuse most of the tension. In chapter 3, we see that there's a long war. David is ascending in power, control, and popularity, whereas Saul's house is descending. Um, We also see now that David has a total of six wives at this point. Rizba is one of Saul's concubines. Uh, Ishmael accuses Abner of sleeping with her. The text doesn't tell us whether or not this accusation is true, but if it is, it would have been seen as an act of treason or an act of conquest. This seems to be Ishmael accusing Abner of becoming too powerful, of forgetting his place in there. So there's a little bit of jealousy and rivalry there. However, it leads to Abner defecting. David, if Abner's going to come over to his side, David wants his first wife back. He wants Michael, um, and it becomes as an official treaty request from David. Ishmael is not aware of the conversation between David and Abner, but he's going to give him Michael. Paltiel, um, her current husband, who's also called Palti in First Samuel 25, um, he doesn't want to lose her. I mean, it's a really pitiful scene as he... Follows and mourns. It also would have spoke to his deep caring as well, because him following and crying and begging would have been quite humiliating in that culture. Abner, however, makes it sound like there are a good many more people in Israel who'd rather have David as king than Ishbael. Joab is never going to trust Abner's intentions. Now he probably feels a personal threat because Abner has held the position. For a king longer than Joab has held the position for his king. Um, but avenging his brother makes a really good excuse for taking out a rival. David mourns Abner's death, which touches the people, once again um, bringing him some loyalty and some acceptance. But this distance, he wants to distance himself from the actions of Joab. Um, David's curse of Joab mitigates the retribution from Abner's family um, and from the tribe of Benjamin. So even when David seems to be being really harsh, he's actually, in a way, protecting Joab. Um, And However, the curse is going to be fulfilled. You can look at 1 Kings 2, verses 5 and 6 for that fulfillment. Chapter 4, Ishmael is assassinated by his raiding captains. And then David kills them. Um, That's a political expediency decision. Um, It's going to eliminate others in Saul's family who could come as rivals, who might one day stage a coup and try to overthrow David. Mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan. Um, He's introduced here and his disability is explained. Um, Apparently, he is dropped during the flight and is injured. His um, ankles or his feet um, are injured, and he's never going to fully recover. In chapter 5, David is finally anointed as king of all Israel over Judah and Israel. David is 30 years old, and he's going to rule for 40 years. That's a long tenure. Jerusalem becomes the capital, and they are on the That is on the edge of the boundary between Judah and the Benjamin tribes. Um, The Jebusites don't want to give up control of Jerusalem, so they have to kind of fight for it. Uh, Zion is a small north-south sloping hill fed by the Gion Spring and facing the Kidron Valley. It's still today called the City of David, if you go to Israel, and eventually City of David, Zion are both going to become synonyms for referring to Jerusalem. First uh, Chronicles 11 credits Joab for the conquest of Jerusalem, but here it, it's not. They climb up the water shaft and take the city. King Hiram's tribute confirms that um, David is being recognized as the king of Israel. David takes on more wives and more concubines, Um, His sexuality is going to be a failure and it's going to be something that is passed on that we see in other of his offspring. The Philistines are going to rebel. They're going to challenge David. Um, Perhaps they're um, concerned about the consolidation of power. The uniting of all of Israel under one king um, could look uh, like a threat. Unity is powerful when any group becomes of one mind and one goal. Um, it's its pretty powerful. Uh, but perhaps they are actually testing whether this is real unity. Are they really united or they just look at like, can we force them um, to show where the cracks are that might could be used? So by the end of chapter five, we finally have a united kingdom, Israel and Judah under one king and under King David. Oh, 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 oh,